Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Well, good morning and Happy New Year. Well, uh, we've started a new year. And someone remarked, New Year resolutions usually go in one year and out the other. I'm not going to talk about New Year resolutions, but I'd like to remind us this morning of some of the new life we have in Christ as we go into a new year. It has truly been said. In Christ, we not only have a new start in life, but a new life to start with. So where is this new life and who gave it to us? Reading from today's passage. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. And so this new life is in Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. And who has blessed us in Christ? the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's who. I have at home an old Anglican 1662 book of common prayer in which there is the wedding service that was used a long time ago and the groom holding the wedding ring on the bride's uh, finger said to her, with all my worldly goods I thee endow. When Cheryl and I were married, united in marriage, I'd just finished theological college, and so all she got were my books. (laughs) She has a lot more now. Yes, a lot more books. 
but also other things as well. And when we are united to Christ, in Christ by faith, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. This morning I'd like to think with you about some of them as we heard read in today's passage. In Christ we know the Father and belong to his family. We read, He destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ. And so God the Father wanted a family to share his love with. God is love. When did he decide to have this family and what sort of family did he want? Well, we read, he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. And so it was before he made the world that he had this family in mind. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. He put Christ and us together in his mind. And what sort of family did the Father want? In short, a faultless family, one that would be like his only eternal son. He chose us in Christ that we should be holy and blameless before him. In other words, he wants a family that reflects his own character and that's why he gave his son to die for us and his spirit to live in us so he could make this kind of family. And what sort of father is God? Well, primarily he is the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of father he is. That's the kind of father we have in Christ. He is the great and good father. He is holy father, righteous father, who is above all and through all and in all. He loves his children and will be with us and for us in 2023 and nothing will separate us from his love. He is the father of mercies and giver of all comfort. And he is the father who is training us in his love and grace to become more and more like his only son, Jesus Christ, his eternal son. This in turn calls for us who believe in Jesus to let him shape and mould us. Yes, in Christ, by God's grace, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is now our Father too, and we are his beloved sons and daughters, brothers and sisters in Christ. So we don't have to go it alone in our Christian faith this year. In the Father's family, we will find encouragement and support through worship, God's word, and Christian friends. And so God the Father destined us in love to be his sons through Jesus Christ. And Paul adds these words, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. The beloved is his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. 
and in him God freely bestowed on us his glorious grace. That's the kind of father we now have, the father of glorious grace, the God of all grace. What else is included in these spiritual blessings, this new life in Christ? A new freedom. We read, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us. Redemption or release or freedom. And this freedom is the forgiveness of our trespasses. God's forgiveness clears the blockage so his love can flow through us. What liberty, how liberating. This complete forgiveness is through Christ's blood. His life given up on that cross once and for all. We are freed from our sins by his blood. We are freed to love, to love God, to love others, and having been forgiven, to be forgiving. So then, let's in 2003 live in the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us. A third wonderful thing we have in Christ is a new future. We read, For he has made known to us in all wisdom and insight the mystery of his will, according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. I think we all know that in our life circumstances, with our responsibilities and troubles of various kinds, we may perhaps understandably get somewhat tunnel vision. And so it's good to be reminded of God's bigger picture or his plan in Christ for the fullness of time. And what is that? Well, here, in short, it is harmony, complete harmony. God is going to unite all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. You and I need such a hope to sustain our lives in this sort of world we live in. In Christ we have such a hope. And in Christ we have a new focus, we read. We who first hoped in Christ have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of his glory. And so in Christ we are called and empowered for a new way of living to live no longer for ourselves, but for Christ and God's glory. Bible teacher John Stott, in commenting on this, says, the glory of God is the revelation of God, and the glory of his grace is his self-disclosure as a gracious God. To live to the praise of the glory of his grace is both to worship him ourselves by our words and deeds as the gracious God he is and to cause others to see and to praise him too.
And Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And fifthly here, we have in Christ the forever spirit. And Jesus had told his disciples that after he'd gone away back to the Father, he would send the spirit to be with them forever. And in today's passage, we read, in him you also who have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and have believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. I've read that in ancient Greece, if I bought something big in an open market, and it would be some time before I could cart it home, I would take some sealing wax, melt it and put it on what I'd bought. And then I'd take my signet ring and bang it down and seal the object as belonging to me. We too have heard the word of truth, the good news of God sending his own son Jesus to save us and we have believed in him trusted in him as our saviour and God sealed us with the Holy Spirit as if to say you are mine and one day I'm coming to collect you. Also in the ancient world if I ordered say 20 sacks of grain the transaction would be guaranteed by the seller giving me one sack to go on with as a proof, uh, a first instalment, a kind of deposit or first payment because I had the one sack to take home, I would regard that as the guarantee that the other 19 others were on their way. And so in effect, as someone has explained, the Holy Spirit is the first instalment of heaven, the first down payment. That is your guarantee that the rest is available because you have already got a bit of it. When Jesus went back to heaven, he said he would send another counsellor to be with us forever, even the spirit of truth who will be in you, Jesus said. And so in Christ we have the forever spirit. And this Holy Spirit gives us power and insight so we can keep growing towards more Christ-like character Paul says in another of his letters, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And in his letter to the Romans, we read, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Well, brothers and sisters, we have been reminded of some of the spiritual blessings we have in Christ that we now go into the new year with. We know the Father and belong to his family. We have a new freedom, a new future, a new focus and the spirit to be with us forever. And so, brothers and sisters, may God help us this year to enter more fully into what he has blessed us in Christ and help us to live out more fully this new life.
Let us pray. Our great and good Father, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace and in the renewal of our lives make known your glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.